Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tackle Dropdown edition of the Wrestle Alliance Podcast. I am your host, Agent Frost, along with my comrades, the great Madam B. Hello, hello, I missed you. And the exalted one, Big Daddy D. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's card goes as advertised. We are going to talk about AEW's All Out, and we are going to do our predictions. So just, yep, so uh, that's going to be fun. Not to mention, we're going to talk about this week in wrestling because there's a lot of news, especially from one Vince McMahon. But before it is, it's time to kick it off with the pre-show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the pre-show, everybody. Breaking news coming at you. So, uh, in the latest of the coronavirus, a vaccine has arisen, and they are pushing for it to be released around November, very latest, mid-2021. So, what do you think about this development? Yay! The problem is, is we don't know what the base is, and watch it be... Like a, a penicillin family base. Right. And that's just going to get more people sick because there's a lot of people in this world that are allergic to the penicillin family. Uh huh. Yeah, but I can see where you're coming from with that. If it works, it works. Hey, great, grand, and wonderful. Now, the next question is how much the bitch going to cost? Right. I mean,. <laughs> Because I think, off the cuff, um, me and Madam B were talking about uh, how a lot of these uh, drug industries are going to be cutting corners. Yeah, good luck with that. Just be the one to say we were the one who come out with it first. Right. But so it's past. Problem is, is you know, the problem is, is you say that it's got to get past FDA trials. I remember reading somewhere that there's a pharmaceutical company in Europe that's already doing human trials. Yep. Europe is ahead of us yet again. Hey, get it? Us? United States? Us? Yeah? Okay. I failed. Anyway. Um... So, in other news, Tony Hawk Pro Skater's uh, 1 and 2 remake came out recently. It uh, IGN gave it a 9.0. Really? The, and um, GameFAQs also gave it a 9 as well, like a 9.5, 9.8 or something. This is the first time a Tony Hawk video game got a 9 since uh, Pro Skater 4, I believe. 18 years ago. 
So definitely, 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 they did well by getting uh, Vicarious Visions to do this instead of uh, Robomoto. Thank God. Yeah, because Vicarious Visions also helped out with the um, what is it? With the uh, PS One versions of Tony Hawk Three and Four. Um, when the PlayStation Two was out at the time, so and, and Treyarch as well. So, but yes, Vicarious Visions definitely a step up, and the game looks really good. Uh, a lot of old with some new in there. Not to mention, uh, didn't a certain Disney movie come out as well? Which one? Mulan. Yeah, Mulan came out uh, for streaming. Not yet. Yeah. Comes out in November. No, September. Oh, that was November. Yes, and uh, apparently it's already getting criticisms. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it got criticisms before it even came out because they've made, they've gotten rid of some pretty pivotal characters. Yeah. I, I think. Then again, though, I mean, when the live action Beauty and the Beast came out, it came out to criticism as well. I mean, yeah. every movie is going to be criti- criticized when you make it into live action because they're going to expect all the characters to be in. What a lot of people don't get is that there's a hint of realism that they are going to have to stomach. I think they, I don't know, it, it depends on both ends, you know. It depends on the effort on the uh, production companies, and it also depends on, you know, the the quote-unquote egos and reputations of said top stars. That's true. Both. I, I, basically, the minute I heard that Emma Thompson was, Emma Thompson, Emma Watson, 
was actually good. Uh, the minute I heard that Emma Watson was freaking auto-tuned, I screamed. I was like, what? But then again, though, for Beast, they could have gotten a better actor. I thought they got a great actor for him. You think it? I don't. Oh. Well, we both agree that the guy who played Gaston was Yeah, the guys who they got for Gaston and Gaston Blackie, they could have done a better job. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Yeah. We are moving on. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, to WWE news. Hold on. Before we get to WWE, let's talk about in the world of... Uh, uh, other sports before we get to wrestling. Um, in basketball, college football started yesterday. Oh, there we go. Uh, what do you think, big man? Because I know you. Uh, were... I didn't. Get, I didn't get. I did not get a chance to watch any games yesterday or today. Mm-hmm. Um, UCF to start till next week, I believe, when we actually play Georgia Tech. All right. Which was kind of weird. They announced it last week. They're like, hey, um, primetime. We played Georgia Tech. I'm like, all right, cool. Nice. Um, unfortunately, uh, Queen and I and my family will not be going to any games this year because they're only doing 25% capacity. Yeah. But we have credits for next season. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Gives you an it'll just suck. It'll just suck because... No bounce outs this year. No bounce outs. Oh, which, by the, which, by the way, by the way, that is the official name of the stadium. Is the bounce house. Nice. It is no longer Spectrum Bright House Stadium. Spectrum Stadium. It is now the ba- bounce house. The bounce house. Mm-hmm. Live from the bounce house in Central Florida. It is UCF. Go Knights. Live from the bounce house. It is Saturday Night Live. Oh my gosh, I would flip out. Um, speaking of flipping out, and speaking of flipping out, uh, in the world of the NBA, the Toronto Raptors finally got a win over the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference semifinals after Boston went up 2-0. So there's that. Uh, the Denver Nuggets uh, finally beat the Jazz to get destroyed by the Clippers, one twenty to ninety-seven. Yay! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. A lot of people are pushing for the Clippers versus the Lakers. So the Clippers have to beat the Denver Nuggets, and the Lakers going to have to beat the Houston Rockets for that to happen. Do you see this happening, Big D? Kawhi versus LeBron James? I would love that. I really would. Like, I just went on the ESPN's website, and as we speak, it is 5:14 in the left in the third, and Milwaukee is beating Miami 60, uh, 69-67. There we go. Because Miami's – because Jimmy Butler is red hot right now with for the Miami Heat. And, um, yeah, let's talk about the most disappointing team, the Philadelphia 76ers. A little, just for wow. just for a little bit. I mean, because they practically tank for years. They tank. They tanked their team so bad. Tanking meaning losing. Uh, they just tanked their team so bad and trade all their assets for draft picks. Their team was garbage for so long. While getting all these uh, premium picks for players like uh, Nerlens Noel, Jaleel Okafor, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. 
and he's and this was uh, Sam Hinkie's vision. He's called he called it the process, which his which meaning that his teams will suffer so long until he got all those draft picks to pretty much dominate the entire NBA. Quite like how the Lakers did it, you know, by drafting very well and just having all of their uh, draft picks carry the team. They had two good years, but things just fell off a cliff mainly because mainly because of the decision the, the, the decisions that happened afterward now imagine if you will get it, giving a guy in his mid 30s Al Horford a max contract for 5 years wow he's not going to get any better in fact he got worse this season mm-hmm. well that tends to happen when Somebody has a great year, and then they're like, hey, we're going to reward you for your deals. Here's a max contract. All right, cool. I'm on easy street. I can just suck it up and not have a good year. Like Nicholas. Uh, like Nick. <laughs> See example, Nicholas Batum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's I'm all I got to talk about. I'm sitting here getting this money. I'm sitting here getting this money. Right. But uh, so congratulate! But hold on, before we before we do that, shout outs to John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies for getting Rookie of the Year. Woo-hoo! Over Zion Williams, who placed third. Right. <laughs> Wait, who placed second? Um, let me find out. Okay. While he's finding that out in the world of uh, football, Cam uh, Cam Newton actually got the starting quarterback role for the Patriots. Good luck, sir. It's because they have nobody else. Because <laughs> I'm just like, okay, he's actually going to compete for the starting lineup. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan in the world, but even I know talent when I see it. Mm-hmm. So, but what were you saying, uh, Big D? Um, let's see. Uh, Morant. Yep, John Morant. No, John Morant won. And uh, Miami Heat guard Kendrick Nunn finished second. Okay, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, he did have a good year. He had, he was actually uh, starting a couple of games. Finished second place with 204 points. Wow. Uh, also, Nets have a new head coach. Steve Nash. Congratulations, buddy. Congratulations, this dude. I cannot wait to see him in action. Um, Steve Nash, obviously. Hopefully he does does better than his predecessors. Yeah, hopefully he does better than Jason Kidd. Good grief. I mean, Jason Kidd's a good coach. I don't think he's fit for that system. Well, uh, Steve Nash, um, obviously. Steve Nash was a consultant for the Warriors during the uh, Kevin Durant years. So he so he actually knows Kevin Durant very well. In fact, they are um, they have respect for one another, and I think uh, he knows how to manage some some uh, some egos because he because those Phoenix Suns teams in the mid two thousands with him, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, to name a few, they were really good. Even though they didn't win a championship, they were still a very competitive team because you have you have a. I would say, I would have say a, they're the Miami the. The 80s, 80s and early, or the 80s and 90s Miami Dolphins of the NBA. All right, fair enough. But I'm now let's get into. Wait, go ahead. I'm looking at the schedule for Saturday for college ball. 
All right. Uh, what do we got and, before we switch over to wrestling? Um, there's only one, two, three, four. It's only seven games on Saturday. So the early game starts at 1 p.m. You have Eastern Kentucky at Eastern Kentucky at Marshall. Live from Kayfabe City, it is Big D's Picks Go. So we'll see how bad or good I am this year. <laughs> so I got Marshall, uh, East, Eastern Kentucky's at Marshall for home, uh, Marshall's home opener, and I'm going to take Marshall. Eastern Kentucky has been underwhelming in the past with football. Okay. So you got Eastern Kentucky taking on Marshall, huh? Yeah, and I got Marshall. Okay. Um, then you have at the one thirty game, you have Middle Tennessee State at Army. Okay. Uh, Army is a three and a half point favorite. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna take Army because they run their uh, their running attack. All right. Um, next game is SMU at Texas State. I'm taking SMU by 30. Wow. That's a bold prediction. It's not. Because <laughs> you got to remember, week one for most schools is your warm-up for, the, for the, most of the bigger schools. Yeah. It's just a, hey, freshman, welcome to college football. Here's your introduction. Have fun. <laughs> there's gonna be there's no real I mean Saturday has no real big game. The real the big game is on Monday night. Ooh. What is that gonna be like? Um, oh you'll see. Okay. Uh, next up is Houston Baptist at North Texas. Jeez. Taking Northern Texas. Okay, North Texas. Um then you have Arkansas State at Memphis. I'm taking Memphis by 20. Conference team. As much as I love to see them lose, it hurts us in the long run. But then again, this whole season is going to be sort, some sort of screwed up since half the conferences aren't playing. Yeah, that's true. And then the Saturday night game, which is weird, on ESPN3 is Stephen F. Austin at UTEP. Wait, UTEP against who? Stephen F. Austin. Steve, oh, wow. And then the Monday game, which is the big game of the week, it's going to be a shootout. BYU at Navy. BYU at Unfortunately, it kills me to say this, BYU by three. Wow. Ooh. All right. Playing against your own department, you're going to pay for that. They're all BYU's only a one and a half point favorite. Uh, all right, wait. Who did you take uh, with UTEP and Austin? Oh, um, UTEP. Okay, so we got our picks, and uh, once we get the results, we will see how Big D fares. Yep. All right, so uh, before we switch over to wrestling, um, we have a little intermission.
as we like to give a special shout out to what is it people dedicated to quality pdq yes uh me and madam b had a road trip <laughs> and i ate at pdq for the very first time and i must say those zucchini fries were really really good as well as their chicken. Their chicken might top Zaxby's for me, and that's big. Wow. Yeah, a little on the pricier side, but definitely, you know, well worth. It was a well worth a treat. I liked it because one of the first things that you did when you walked in, and this is pre-Rona. This is just a part of the restaurant's gimmick. You washed your hands. Yes. And had you washed your hands before you do anything. And I was like, ooh, I can get behind in that. And it was – and the lady who um, who took care of us, she even said, the zucchini fries, I wish everyone would just sit and dine in and eat them because they are not – they don't travel well. No, they don't. You, No, you have to actually eat them at the table or in your car <laughs> when they're nice and hot and fresh. So, moms, if you have a child who – doesn't want to eat their vegetables. The zucchini fries are a great alternative. Yeah, they're still fried, but you know it's still a vegetable at the end. There you go. What are you thinking about? I'm look, sorry, I'm looking at the week five schedule. Holy crap! We'll get to that. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll get to we'll that. Get we'll get to that next week. Yeah. Now let's get to some wrestling before we get to the main um well before we get to the main card in general. What's happening in the world of indie, Madam B? Well, well tomorrow um, night. Tomorrow night is um the final I believe show that we know of thus far. Um I believe in wrestling is because it's going to be going under new management. Right. So the so this might be this may or may not be the final I believe show. As soon as more details become available, we will be letting everybody know. But it's going to be the last one for that we know of for now. Yes. Um. <clears throat> also, as of right now, ARW. That's tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it is tonight. They're having their, um, I'm drawing a blank. They're having their V for Victory uh, show currently. That is, yeah, V for Victory. Mm-hmm. Where the main event, I believe, is going to be the one, the only Chico Adams mm-hmm. versus a former NXT WWE superstar. Mm-hmm. And one of the more underrated talent. Yes. Who has now moved back home mm-hmm. to Impact Wrestling. E, and of course, we're talking about Mr. EC3. All right. That's all. That, I can't wait for that. That's going to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. And of course, um, now and now what they're doing with their what ARW is doing with their shows <clears throat> is they're recording them. 
And they're bringing in them out a few matches at a time on Thursday nights? Uh, Thursday nights, Extreme Takeover Thursdays. On their YouTube channel, and they're broadcasting them. Yep. That's so awesome. Awesome with, news. With full commentary, promos, the shebang. So, so like an actual like little mini uh, show. Yep. So for all of our friends, so for all of our local friends, head over to YouTube.com. Go over to ARW or type in Atomic Atomic Revolutionary, Revolutionary Wrestling. Wrestling in that old search bar. Click that magnifying glass, see ARW's logo pop up, click on it, and if you really, really like what you see, subscribe. We are not paid to say this. No, we are not. Exactly. We just, we enjoy the talent that's on that roster. We, you know, we've come to be friends with a lot of talent, with a lot of talent, and naturally we want them to do as well as human as possible. There we go. So, but yeah, it's, uh, what else has been going on? All right, so in, all right, okay. so in the world of uh, main 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 wrestling, uh, shout outs and uh, thoughts and prayers to the people who have uh, tested positive for COVID, including Kevin Nash, AJ Styles, and the entire Rock family. Yeah, AJ Styles got COVID. Yes. Wow. Oh, Queen, can you bring me a soda, please? Which actually leads me into, uh, yeah, he announced it on Twitch, which actually, which actually leads me into one of my top stories. Shout outs to NoDQ. WWE talent no longer allowed to use third party services. Yeah, I just went out to pay and I thought that that was. As in what? So let's, so let's see. Vince McMahon. Yes, uh, Vince McMahon issued issued a uh, edict past week in regards to talents using third party services such as Twitch and Cameo. So he, so here's um I'm just going to um, summarize his excerpt. He's saying that some of you are engaged with third parties. This they need to be terminated within the next 30 days. Continued violations will result in fines, suspension, or termination at Dotabee's discretion. And the reason for this is because Dotabee was upset about sensitive information leaked during streams. What do they think about the dirt sheets then? Like, <laughs> seriously. I was going to say, nobody, none of the main guys that have a Twitch stream, which there's only four, if I remember correctly, on the main roster that have twitches and they're gaming twitches. Yeah. Like, what are they gonna? What are they gonna do? Oh, hi. My name is John. I'm also known as John Morrison. Yeah. I mean, it's common. My, it's just, it's common. It's just whatever. My thing about it is, so what about a uh, one certain Xavier Woods who has, I think, the number sixteen or seventeen. Streaming YouTube channel currently? Up, up, down, down, it's yeah. Still under the WWE umbrella. It's not. I thought it was. No. That's his own he thing. Has, he has permission to use the likenesses. But that's but his WWE own thing. That's my thing. I think the reason why Vince is putting a kibosh on this is because he doesn't have a hand in the green on it. Oh, my God. 
he doesn't get any money from this. Yeah, he 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 doesn't he he doesn't have control over it, and it's not you know it's 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 like 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 Big D said, he doesn't have his hands all over it. That's why if you look it up up down, they don't use they use their real names. But they also have gaming handles. But I'm just saying, it's like when they're being if it's a new player, quote unquote. But even in a but they say hey. This is blank, also known as Carmelo, or Ray. actually, they don't use their real names. They actually say their actual names. I mean, they'll, I mean, they oh. say their, they say their stage names. They don't say their actual names on the show. But the only also turn around and, as a tradition, as a fun little thing, give them different names like code names. Twenty-four seven. Um, Xavier Woods is Austin Creed. Um, Cesaro's you know, big uh, Swiss Tony. It's his name. It's his real name. Uh-huh. That's not his real name. His first his, his real name is Austin, but his last name is not Creed. Um, but I get what you're saying. But like I said, I think the reason why Up Up Down Down still exists is because it's kayfabe, and they don't like you know they they don't use the platform to release uh, sensitive information. I would. I'd be interested to figure out who the fuck's done that. It's. Uh, I, 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 my bet's on AJ Styles. You think it's AJ? Oh my gosh, he AJ spoke out about Paul Heyman's uh, not not being able to trust him and everything with the whole uh, with the um. I'm trying to think with the uh, with the club and not to mention. Cesaro and Sheamus appeared on Miro's Twitch. Well, I mean, it's... Um... He's trying to be too demanding. Yeah, and, not, I bet you that and not to mention... Steps down. And not to mention, sorry to interrupt, but not to mention, like, on New Legacy stream, you had Austin Creed, Dakota Kai, with Brody Lee... Colt Cabana and Evil Uno. Yeah. I mean, that to me just isn't fair. And the one article that I read about this, you know, because it popped up on my Google um, timeline, is that these guys are independent contractors. They're not employees of WWE per se. They are independent contractors. So if they turn around uh, and now they're questioning the legality of it all. Like, can they really, like, can Vince McMahon really do that? I guess I he. Mean, it's, it's I guess he can because it's his company. It is, but I don't. I don't find that to be fair because that's how these guys make their money. Yeah, true. Without yeah, I, yeah, true. And Vince doesn't get a cut of their a cut of their profits when when they use third parties. Okay, so here's a list of wrestlers, period, who have Twitch streams. Here we go. You have Austin Creed, a.k.a. Woodsy. Jessamyn Duke. Yep. Shanna Baszler. Yep. uh, Leva Bates. Lince Dorado. Leva Leva Bates is with AEW. This is a list of every wrestler. 
Why would you go with every wrestler? Just go with WWE. I think AEW is not AEW is not restricting people from using Twitch. No, I know. I'm just putting it out there. So if people want to go to their Twitches, they can go to their Twitches. This is going to be a long list, man. You know how many wrestlers have Twitch streams? On, I'm going based off of this list, and it's not. There's Lince Dorado, TK Cooper, TJP, Shane Thorne, Jessica Havoc, Hood Slam, Jarvis Cottonbelly, mm-hmm. Alexander James, the Prince of Pro, the Elite, Joe Hardney, or Henry, Samoa Joe, Dakota Kai, Jack Gallagher, ACH, and Chris Saban. Okay. Not, don't forget uh, Miro in there. Yeah, I mean, this article's old. And... This article's from the beginning of the year, uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> See, my, my point exactly. A lot of more, a lot of other people have Twitches now, like Cole Cabana and Evo Uno. And uh, Sam Callahan has a Twitch. Yep. Which is... So, no, if you side. guys are on, if you guys have a Twitch TV account, please go uh, support them. Yes, and Paige has one, too. Yep. And not to mention um, another breaking news for WWE. WWE has come to terms on the release of Akam and Razar. So AOP has been released from WWE. Well, that was great. Yeah, so it's just uh, Team A. Uh, what is it? It's Team S&M now, not uh, ASMR. Rats. That's okay. Yeah. So that's the death. So that that further that further te- that further uh, proves the point that WWE is just killing their tag division. I mean, just on I think it was on Raw where the iconic split. Yeah. I'm just like, but are you serious? Like, oh, in the tag team, in the women's tag team division, you already split Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, but now you're gonna split Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Are you serious? Like, who cares about... Who cares? Like, you literally had... Like, your champions now are Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. What the actual you-know-what is going on? Like, are there just... Like, to Madam B's point, and she predicted this, they they are trying to do Sheamus and Cesaro with the whole freaking roster, and it's just... It's ridiculous at this point. You have, I mean, you have the Street Profits not really doing much as a tag team, but you have Angel Garza and Andrade, perhaps the only better tag team besides the Usos, who also aren't doing anything. Miz and Morrison's not doing anything. So, and I'm talking about on Raw, like, on Raw, besides uh, the team that I aforementioned, the Viking Raiders are getting, look, are looking like, are just the worst version of themselves. And not to mention, Heavy Machinery is pretty much non-existent, except for Otis. So, the tag team division in the WWE is the worst it's ever been, in my opinion. And you are not wrong. I mean, it's like, we predicted this a long time ago, and it's so funny how sometimes when you listen back and you realize, oh, boy. Um, how, how right you were. The, and, you know, why break, why break up of all teams? 
why why break up the iconics? They're basically they were essentially the face of your division for a long time, and I'm I don't get it. I don't get it. And I tried to look to see why they were splitting them up. It was, I mean, I don't think anybody's losing their contract anytime soon. And just, I'm, I'm more confused than anything. I'm like, why, why? This doesn't make sense to me. Oh, not to mention, um, the when um, I was talking about Vince banning all third parties for the wrestlers, uh, Renee Paquette, uh, formerly known as Renee Young, tweeted out saying, so is this a good time for me to uh, start a Cameo and Twitch account? <laughs> do it! Well, she's a free agent. She's a free agent. She can do what she wants. She's got a freaking cookbook coming out, which I want. The rumor, the rumor mill is saying that she may show up tomorrow night. Uh, that's what a lot of people are saying. Her phone has been off the hook with offers, so we'll we'll see when that actually happens. But you want to know who's also a free agent? Brock Lesnar. Yes, yeah, Brock Lesnar's contract has been up since Mania, and normally he shows up around SummerSlam. Not this year. I just hope he stays the hell away. <sighs> That's me. Note to self, Madam B is not a fan of Bork Laser. I haven't I haven't been a fan of his in a very long time. Okay, fair enough. I, I guess that's it for the rumor mill. If you guys got anything else you want to add, because we're probably going to cover much more on this week in wrestling. Um, yes. What, what you got? We are moving on. We are moving on. Okay. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, before we head off to the main card, we're going to end the pre-show with Superstar Shoutouts with your host, Madam B. Hello, my friends, and once again, we are going to do the shoutouts, which, first of all, we're going to start off with the Reverend of Sin, Rob Ryzen, who's appeared on multiple versions, or not versions, episodes of AEW Dark. Uh, tagging with various talents. Good for you, Ro- good for you, Reverend Ryzen. Also, he's uh, on V for Victory Four with ARW tonight, and and uh, he's tagging with our our favorite uh, spooky spooky person, Mister uh, Zachy Monstar, who we also shout out uh, with a fair amount of regularity as well. So, let's see. What else? Who else are we shouting out? Shout-outs to Mike Bennett. Um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with NWA recently, but he is getting steam on Nick Aldis, and I think there is a challenge for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in the works. Yep. That would be awesome. Also, shout-outs to Thunder Rosa, who has been appearing on AEW TV, who's now the current champion, AEW champion, and she's still the NWA women's champion, and I think she's going to be going up against Serena Deeb. Uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. 
You met you yeah, you mixed it up. She's not champion. She's going to fight for the championship. Oh, my bad. I thought she was champion. But oh. but yeah, she did she face her she needs for the NWA Women's Championship. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't have think, my belts mixed up. I don't think the title was on. Yeah, she did face Serena Deeb. I don't know if it was for the title though. But shout outs to Brian Zane. He has a video out for Wrestling with Regret on YouTube. Uh uh, what was it? Go, um, reviewing Ultimate Warriors 1996 WWF run, which is very interesting if you guys want to check that out. Um, also, shout outs to the one Christian Miracle who sinned the crap out of AEW Revolution. <laughs> so, check out Christian Miracle on YouTube. Yep. And let's see, um, of course, our the lads over at OSW. Yes, they have a video out. They uh, reviewed, they finally reviewed Big Daddy Survivor Series 1994. Yes, they reviewed the Doink versus Jerry the King Lawler match with the minis. Well, we have to watch that now. Um, what else? What else? Who else? Um, Oh, shout outs to my new um, YouTube obsession called ZZ's World. He does a lot of deep dives into the history, especially the histories of horror movies, particularly horror movie characters. I lost a lot of sleep learning about Pennywise the Clown and <laughs> uh, from the movie It. So if you like horror movies and you want to take uh, deep dives into some serious character studies... I highly recommend PZ's World. All right. Uh, last but not least, shout-outs to New Legacy, Inc., uh, the wrestling video game channel, and Deadlock. Shout-outs to Tony Pizza Guy, CM Pulse, and Johnny Blood. So I think that's it for the shout-outs, right? Um, did we mention Brian and Vinny and Granny? Yeah, shout-outs to Figure Four Online, Brian Alvarez, uh, Vincent Verhey, Craig, and Granny. And, yes, of course. And also, we can't forget Brandy. Yep, and also uh, No DQs, Aaron Rift, TJS, Mike Virtue, Greg Cherry, and the one Jeff Meacham, who also has his own podcast, so you can check him out on Anchor.fm. Awesome. So that's a lot of plugs. Okay, I think that's everybody. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the pre-show. We will come back with our main card as we talk about this week in wrestling. Back in a heartbeat. What time is it? Game time. <laughs> take two. What time is it? Adventure time. Cut. Take three. <laughs> what time is it? My anus. <laughs> who who hired this guy to cut? What time is it? Main card time. That's the line. No, I thought it said adventure time. No, wrong. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> It is main card time, folks, as we talk about this week in wrestling. So, apparently Adam Pearce has been the resident stooge for Vince McMahon. 
as uh, he was trying to get con- the uh, triple threat contract signed for Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns prior to payback. He got the contract signed by both Bray and uh, Braun Strowman. But Where he made uh, his appearance on the Firefly Funhouse as Postman Pierce, everybody. Yes, which is quite hilarious. But what happened at Payback? Roman Reigns came out, signed the contract, and he walked into the match and walked out Universal Champion. As predicted. Yes. So, uh, sorry, Chief. Roman is champ again. Yeah, but a lot of people. But he's it, not. Because I'm kind of, it's typical heel tactic, right? Right. And I'm still on the fence on how I feel about one Mr. Roman Reigns being a heel. Is that sad? No, it's not. But it's a very interesting change, you know? Like, uh-huh. like, so, like so far from what I've been reading, I'm digging it. And uh, it's very, it's very okay. interesting. It's it's new for him. He's actually been he's actually been toying it, he's actually been toying with the idea for quite a while. And the fact that they're pulling the trigger, meaning that you know, since heel equals over, if you don't believe me, just uh, look at the track record, aka Becky Lynch and Steve Austin. So I think they're trying to do the same thing with Roman Reigns, so that when the fans come back, they'll cheer him as a heel, so he can eventually turn face again. What? Yes, yeah, so apparently Vince is trying to get one step over with one step ahead of the fans by having Roman Reigns booked as a heel so the fans can cheer him. Does he not know that the fans are like 50 steps ahead of him already? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's like still in the weird um, feeling of, you know, it's like. He still, I think someone is still telling him, he's like, oh, yeah, they'll never see that shit coming, and yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, so, not ladies and gentlemen, so, what did you think about uh, Keith Lee debut and um, theme song and gear? Love it. Okay, so. Love it. Okay, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, Big D, hold on, Big D, hold on. Madam B, explain. I just I love the look. The theme song fits him well. I mean, so far it's like I I, I love everything about it so far. Okay, uh, Big D, what's your rebuttal? Soapbox. Oh crap. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, entering the soapbox. Big Daddy D, take it away. So I'm gonna make my soapbox short, sweet, and to the point. What the fuck is up with WWE or AEW wrestlers and fucking DBZ gear? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, cool. He's wearing original gear. No, bitch. He looks like fucking Brawly. <laughs> He's that... just a black Brawly. Everybody... Like, seriously. Dude, everybody's a nerd. <laughs> All he fucking needed was the goddamn tail. <laughs> like, come on. At least the Bucks and Omega looked like the characters they were supposed to portray. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you had 
a douchebag who can't fight, looking like a douchebag who gets his ass kicked all the time. You have a weird guy from Japan who's an American looking like a weird ass from Japan who looks like an American. I'm just I'm just waiting for Velveteen Dream to come out as Paul Phoenix from Tekken. You know that's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! He's gonna come out looking like Beastmaster. <laughs> You'd be like this. This fur, this fur is exotic. It's been imported. None of you bitches can fucking handle my shit, and I'm the death man. I'm gonna win my shit back. Sorry, my yeah. name is Trevor. Oh, good grief! What? Oh my gosh! I can just see Vince like pulling up to Maso Champa and him changing his look, and he comes out as Satima from One Punch Man. Oh my god! That I would mean, kill Champa's career. Oh my god, if they touch that beard, I will run. You mean Saitoma? That, that, yeah, Satima, Saitoma, I think it's Saitoma. Okay, I missed, a, I missed an O. <laughs> uh, I missed an O, but you understand. Um, so, let's get into some Impact Wrestling. And uh, let's talk about some of the results here. We had a championship match between Eric Young and Eddie Edwards. With new yes. Impact champion. Yes, congratulations, yeah. Eric Young, on being a two-time Impact World Heavyweight Champion. True crime? Two-time, not true crime. Uh, and speaking of well, true... you could say it was a true crime. Right. <laughs> and speaking of true crime, um, Wrestle House, which is a, yes. has been a side series, um, lots of goofy and teleportation hosted by one Tommy Dreamer, as well as uh, Rosemary, Johnny Bravo. Uh, the, the team, was it Hi. Team uh, XXXL or something like that? Kylie Ray's, uh, Su- uh, Susie, uh, Taya Valkyrie, so on and so forth, Crazy Steve. And um, they interrupted Diana Perrazzo's, uh, what is it, Black Tie Affair? Yeah. And it actually, and uh, Kylie Ray appeared with the belt as Diana Perrazzo escaped from the ring. And the series finale of Wrestle House. Johnny Bravo proposed to Rosemary, and she said yes. Oh! And she said yes? She She, said no. She said yes. Yay! There's going to be a dark wedding. There's going to be a dark wedding. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So, Sammy Callahan taking on RVD. Um, RVD had a post-match assault against us, one Sammy Zayn. Not Sammy Zayn, Sammy Callahan. Good grief. Too many Sammys! Um, yeah, Sammy Zayn. Why not just have him switch back to El Generico? I don't know, because he had no character. Anyway. <laughs> wow. wow. He, he couldn't cut a promo. He was a mute. Let's be honest. So, uh, yes. RVD and Katie Forbes both attacked Sammy Callahan. Uh, RVD using the, uh, was it the Van Terminator with Katie Forbes, uh, use, um, assisting with the chair. 
So Katie Forbes decided to get in on the action by doing a um, I don't a a freaking battering ram with her butt cheeks to Sammy Callahan's face. Oh, so she gave him the old, the old uh, rear view, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had the Rascals defeating Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Um, wow, Ace Austin's going down the card already. And uh, the Motor City Machine Guns came out uh, asking for a re- asking for another match against the Rascals. So that's going to be interesting to see. And that's and those are the highlights from Impact. Pretty cool stuff, wouldn't you think? Yeah. They're doing a good job with Impact with what they have. Yeah, not to mention I like Moose and uh, EC3 uh, little uh, scuffle there where uh, EC3 is has, has been threatening to um, destroy the TNA Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Oh, and uh, another one. I, I want, one thing I forgot to mention. Reno Scum was offered cash by Hernandez to take out Rhino. So, is Reno Scum stealing APA's gimmick? <laughs> Probably. So, Heath Slater po- uh, posed as a he posed as the cameraman, right? So, Apparently, Heath was still around in Impact, even though he lost his shot to uh, become an official superstar. So, obviously, you know where this is going. Eventually, Heath is going to be teaming with Rhino again. As Scott Diamore is constantly being a party pooper, saying, no, he can't be here. Yeah. So, that was Impact, everybody. Uh, just I'm just throwing out some highlights, as I normally do. I'm not going to do the whole show's. So now let's get to, uh, what is it, NXT, which was on Tuesday. So I'm going to start with the viewership. NXT, which featured a 40, not 40, a four-man, imagine a 40-man Iron Man match. That's too much. A four-man, 60-minute Iron Man match. It drew 849,000 viewers, 0.26 in the 18 to 49 demographic, and finished 10th for the night on cable this is their highest 18 to 49 demo of 2020 so far so they're doing really good business in tuesday so hopefully this move might be permanent because it it will actually build up wwe stock but we shall see so what was what happened on this show let's see uh we had bronson we had um Bronson Reed versus Timothy Thatcher. We had a six-man street fight, including the um, geez, um, Santos Escobar's trio with Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde taking on uh, Brizongo and Isaiah Swerve Scott. After Tommaso Ciampa's um, re-debut, well, return, we had a 40 – I said it again. Good grief. Why do I keep saying 40 minute? I wish it was 40 minute, but it was actually 60 minutes. It went on for an entire hour. A 60-minute 
four-way Ironman match. This was convoluted from the start. Even though the action was pretty good, it ended in a what? A draw? Yes. There should have been sudden death, but there wasn't. So I think it was a draw between, uh, yes, it was a draw between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. So they're going to be facing off next week. Winner is champion. Uh, But that's not the biggest thing that happened on this show because I'm afraid I've got some good news. Wade Barrett was back on the announce team along with Vic, uh, Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix. So yes, they are. They are. They are. Um, so Wade Barrett is in talks about being the uh, being on the commentary team as Maro Ronaldo has um, mutually parted ways with WWE. Yeah, and what I've been reading is that it's all for his mental health. Yes, which is very important, especially throughout this time. Yeah. Very much so. All right. So, so apparently that's uh that's that's has been that has been uh NXT's highlights. Yep, so while he's getting ready to bring up the next one, um I'm scrolling through Instagram right now and this was just posted by ESPN. Apparently there's now a Twitter war between Reggie Miller and Kevin Durant. Really? Yep. Reggie Miller, uh, on officiating, uh, this was about on officiating in today's NBA game, NBA via TNT. If this was the 90s, you couldn't contest my shot. You had to go to the side of me. I'd be averaging 45 points. Kevin Durant, fabrication. The old guard versus the new guard. I mean, this is just my opinion. Reggie Miller obviously is a legend in the sport of basketball, but he can't touch Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, he, Reggie Miller's a lanky, a, a, a lanky guard. Kevin Durant has more size on him while being lanky himself. Yeah, but at the same time, though, if he did play in the 90s, he wouldn't be as dominant because he'd be dealing with seven footers that can actually move. Actually, yeah. I think I think he I think he might be dominant because of his size. He'll be like Kevin Garnett. I mean, that's that's what I see when I see Kevin Durant. He's like Kevin Garnett. Just Ke- uh, Kevin Garnett has more tenacity. So I think he'll be successful. Um, before I get to AEW, uh, some notes that happened on Raw besides. Because uh, I mentioned SmackDown. Besides, um, what I'm trying to th- what I'm trying to say. Besides, uh, the iconic splitting was a um, series of matches to determine the number one contender for uh, the. No, not not that for the <laughs> for Drew McIntyre's uh, WWE uh, Championship. And guess who it was, ladies and gentlemen. Randy Orton. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
so, figure, right? Yeah, so, because, um, yeah, it was, was, it was Randy Orton, Keith Lee, and Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton got the pin on Seth, even though Keith Lee did not get pinned. So, yeah. they're saving face for Keith Lee, so that's awesome. Okay. But, yes, Keith Lee, I mean, <clears throat> I'm just not a fan of his entrance music. Uh, the gear has changed slightly, so I'm not mad about that. It's just, I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with his uh, NXT uh, vibe. Not me. So let's talk about AEW. AEW for uh, September 2nd, which is what I'll be reviewing. It drew... 928,000 viewers, 0.36 in the 18 to 49 demographic, and finished 8th for the ninth on cable. 8th for the night on cable, sorry. This is their uh, highest uh, rating, I mean, just this high, highest viewery, and their highest uh, rating in a demographic since January. So, yes, uh, what an upswing. Unfortunately, the show uh, was way below expectations. This go-home show Again. was, yeah, two weeks in a row. AEW has been uh, very lukewarm at best. The highlight of the night was Thunder Rosa taking on Serena Deeb. And for those of you who don't know who Serena Deeb is, she was the uh, female henchman for the CM Punk Straight Edge Society, the one with the shaved head. Yes. She was also a trainer for NXT. We had the um, Santana Ortiz taking on the best friends, and Santana and Ortiz won with shenanigans, obviously. Uh, we had the what was it? We had we had um uh I'm trying to think. Sorry, we had um Kenny Omega come out for a promo, pretty much uh building up their match against uh FT FTR him and uh, Hangman Page, and so Kenny Omega does not sound convincing to me at all, but I guess it's just his voice. And FTR was great in this. They were, like, goading uh, Adam Page when he came out. He's like, you know, tell them. Tell them who told you to uh, screw the Young Bucks. It was, it was you. You did it yourself because you are self-centered and selfish. And I thought it was uh, really good, really good promo tra- leading up to that dissension. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, we had... Uh, I'm trying to think of another good thing to say about this show. Besides Jericho ta- uh, talking about the Mimosa Mayhem match in a backstage promo. As well as uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. As Matt Hardy was using the cue cards during the picture-in-picture. Picture. We had Britt Baker attack Big Swole while she was interviewing... Um, while she was being interviewed by Tony Schiavone, Reba showed up as a pizza delivery lady. <laughs> and Britt Baker, yes, she's healed and does the um, – uh, she 
what what's her name what's the name of that hold again for Britt baker what's what's her finish the lock jaw uh lock jaw yes it was a lot she reformed the lock jaw um now so that's that's nice seeing Britt baker come back and um get the lock jaw big swole leading up to possibly big swole's victory spoilers um now we get to some of the most garbage thing i've some of the garbage some of the some of the most garbage segments i've ever seen in wrestling we had multiple people show up to uh to hype the casino battle royal including team taz uh lance archer uh freaking eddie kingston's posse darby allen and then they had a brawl right they had a brawl which Continued after the break. After the break. This brawl lasted through picture and picture through the commercial break and it was still going on. Who can possibly care about this? Because it certainly wasn't me. Oh my goodness. Not to mention we had a... Um, Eight-man tag match between uh, it was a private party in SEU taking on the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express representatives Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. The winners would face each other. Young Bucks came out all serious. They won the match and they left all serious. So that was very interesting. But again, the stipulation doesn't make sense. The winner faces each other. Translation: We need filler on this show. Because we have nothing else. And speaking of <laughs> garbage, right? Here comes uh, perhaps the worst match I've ever seen. And I think it was designed that way, but it went far, far too long. John Moxley versus MJF's lawyer, Mark Sterling, who came out looking like freaking Mr. USA, not Tony Atlas. And he got and there so so much stick in this match from pillar to post. John Moxley finally beat him. And out came Warlow to beat him up. MJF came out with his walker and his neck brace to reveal that he's finally healed, stealing Britt Baker's thunder. And he beat the crap out of John Moxley to end the show. So basically, somebody was worked. There was some Jesus juice being poured, being uh, uh, given. There was some Jesus juice being poured in the back, and MJF and Britt Baker were sipping. Uh, you know, got a swig of it, and behold, they're I, healed. I wouldn't go that far. I just say that um, they had um, they got some good stem cell research. I guess so, because that's pretty freaking awesome. So, yes, this show was not good. I mean, I think there's only two things that were noteworthy besides Excalibur being back on Dynamite. Oh, cool. But, yes, this show was not great. Not great at all. But, you know, what will be great Our predictions for... All Out, which is coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. That is it for the main card. We'll be right back with our 
main event of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event of the evening. So, AEW All Out, September 5th, 2020, in Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Filled at 25% capacity. There are 10 matches. Oh. In, thank you. There are 10 matches on the card. I'm going to start from the bottom and work all the way up because nothing can stop us. Not even copyright. Take that, French Montana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout outs to French. So. On the um, the buy-in, it's their pre-show. Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, taking on the representatives of the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. On three. One, two, three. Private, Private Party. Party. Yay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think we just made history here. Was that the first prediction where all three of us agreed? First time in a while, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still counting. So, okay. uh, that's a uh, three sweet for three peas. Uh, next match on the card. Shoutouts to Big D. A tooth and nail match. Britt Baker with Rebel, or Reba, versus Big Swole. Baker. Big Swole. Ooh, so I'm the tiebreaker. I think that Britt Baker is going to win. Because there's going to be some shenanigans. What? There's going to be some shenanigans in this match. Uh, possibly, oh, Penel- possibly Penelope Ford. And uh, possibly Penelope Ford and um, Kip Sabian is going to cost Britt Big Swole the match, including Reba. But that's fine, you know. I mean, that's what this is what podcasting is all about, ladies and gentlemen. You're gonna have numerous opinions yeah. and different point of views, which is fine. So, a broken rules match. If Hardy, if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. So, pr- pretty much, it's a uh, gimmick match. Matt Hardy versus. I <laughs> Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. My prediction is Matt Hardy's going to win. Yep. What's going to happen to Sammy Guevara? Nothing? Nothing. It's just if Matt Hardy loses, he's out. Well, then Matt Hardy's going to (laughs) win. See that? We agreed again. Tag team match, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. As much as I want uh, Jungle, uh, the Jurassic Express to win, I think the Bucks are going to win. Mm, I think Jurassic Express are going to take it. Uh, I agree with Jurassic Express winning. This might uh, seal the deal for the Young Bucks uh, heel turn. Yeah. 
Which will lead into possibly a post-match assault by the Young Bucks. Yes. Which will lead into a a match uh, that we will be... Which will lead into a match that we will be predicting later on. So, in another attempt to butcher the English language, the eight-man tag team match could grieve. The Dark Order, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with Allie. Dark Order. Dark Order. Yep. As much as I would love to see the uh, the face team win, I'm like, eh, let's be honest. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you just booked Brody Lee Strong. Keep it going, please. Yeah, right? So, another multi-person match. The 21-man Casino Battle Royal winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. So here are the participants. Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and TBA. T-B-A. To be announced. Yep. So who is your dark horse and who is going to win? Dark horse is... um, I'm going to go with Brian. Uh, My dark horse is Jake Hager. But I think whoever TBA is is going to win. And where I'm Brian Cage and TBA. So, Eddie Kingston, I picked to win. Oh. Which will lead to my uh, prediction. Well, which obviously uh, kills my uh, prediction for the title match. And my dark horse is going to be Sean Spears. So, up next, singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder Shida. I love, I love what you did there, but that's violation. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. That's almost a DQ. Hikaru Shida wins via DQ. Hikaru Shida wins clean. Hikaru Shida wins via count because it's going to spill out and neither one of them are going to get it back to the ring. I think this is going to be a really good match, but this is just a throwaway match. Also, remember, since all three of us have put stipulations, remember, and our new points total that is double points for the winner yep and and half 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 point half point for the loser 
Yep. So either way, it's like we still get a point. Well, you only get half a point, but the the winner of the gamble actually gets two points. So it's high stakes, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking, and speaking of high stakes, tag team match for the AEW World's Tag Team Championship. Kenny Omega and Adam Page, the champions, taking on FDR with Tully Blanchard. You guys go, because I got one heck of a uh, one heck of a prediction. One, two, three, FTR. FTR is going to win, but it's not going to be clean. Uh, no, Hank, Kenny Hank, Omega is going to go berserk. And beat the ever living piss out of Cowboy and walk away. Thank you. You think, you think today is going to be the blowout? You think that's it's, it, they've been, it's been coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I. Okay, so you guys predict that. I predict that Kenny Omega is going to go berserk in this match against FTR. Then he tags in Hangman Adam Page for the finish. Adam Page turns on Kenny Omega. FTR wins. FTR wins, and Kenny Omega, and uh, Kenny Omega uh, is left in the ring, distraught, angry, and the Young Bucks try to consult him, and he takes it out on said Young Bucks. Okay. Thus, giving us the cleaner that we so rightfully deserve. I'm okay with it. Mimosa Mayhem match. Match can be won by pinfall submission or throwing the opponent into a tank of mimosa, which is bubbly and orange juice. Alright, one, two, three, throw the fuck away. Nobody cares. Move on. Yes, Chris, oh. Chris Jericho's going to get dumped, and this match is garbage. Someone's going, in the, someone's going in the thing. Someone's going in the thing, and I personally wouldn't want to see someone try to drink out of it. Chris Hopefully Jericho I'm... is going to lose. Okay, fine. Why All right, so singles match for the AEW World's Championship. Moxley is banned from using the Paradigm Shift finishing move. John Moxley taking on MJF with Warlow. John Moxley's gonna win. Okay, I am actually taking MJF. Okay. I'm taking Moxley. I'm taking MJF with shenanigans. I'm taking John Moxley with said with said shenanigans, and then he's gonna get laid out by Eddie Kingston. Thus leading up to a match between Moxley versus Eddie Kingston down the road. I'm thinking the same thing, shenanigans, but Wardlow turning on MJF. Ooh. I think um, uh, Wardlow's going to be MJF's downfall in this match. Well, the reason why I this is why I picked MJF mm-hmm. for my TV uh, for my TV uh, TVA. My TVA is Wardlow. Really? That's, that's what I think. I think that Wardlow is going to be the TVA. He's going to win, mm-hmm. and then uh, MJF is going to win the title, and he's going to cut a promo. At Dynamite saying, look, 
I'm the new champion. My next contest, my next competitor, the next person to test uh, to test me is my own is my own my own muscle. Never gonna happen. I'm gonna stay champion. Yada yada yada. Wardlow turns at him, turns him around, smacks him across the face, or punches him, mm-hmm. and says, "I'm sorry. I'm next." Yeah. So, and then gets his finisher. So what you're saying is he's gonna pull a Dave Batista. Yeah. Okay. I, I I actually like that. That's really good. This is uh, some very good stuff, guys. Very good, solid predictions uh, from all three of us here. Oh, yeah. I, I think we've all kind of, like, put our own little spin on things. <laughs> the best meme in the world so far has been saw, saw on, seen. seen on Facebook. Mr. Krabs has Patrick in a chokehold with SpongeBob standing on the side. Mr. Krabs is WWE fans. Patrick is AEW fans. And SpongeBob is Impact fans. Right. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes yet another episode of the Wrestle Alliance podcast. Uh, Be sure to follow or like the Facebook page for Wrestle Alliance to uh, show us support at fb.me forward slash wrestle alliance and we will catch you the next time we do this which will be either saturday night or sunday morning so stay tuned for that that'll be a three suite and we're out